That guy wasn't saying yeah when I dropped him, Slee, with a, a, a wild tee shot, but uh, yeah, nonetheless. I, you know, I, we kind of, I, I could see you a couple beers deep telling your buddy, hey, watch this, bro. No. no. Watch this. See that dude over there? <laughs> Look, I'm a pretty bad guy. I think we can all agree that my 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 deal is not great, but I'm I'm not that bad of a guy. Let me tell you I'm not lying. And by the way, if I were good enough to hit somebody from a couple hundred say, yards away, I was gonna say, give me 400 golf balls and <laughs> say, let me get this guy right here. I would get nowhere close to him. Nowhere no, close to him. No doubt. You know, we've kind of buried the lead a little bit today. I don't what know do if you got? you got a chance. So I was talking with our our guy Morales a mm-hmm. little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Do you know that he's on like hour number 30 of not eating? I is is he fasting? What, what yes. is his game plan? I got to know his yeah. game. Is he still doing the uh, keto thing? Uh, well, so I, I don't know the answer to that. But I asked okay. him. We were talking. I said, so like, when you finally decide, decide to eat again? And yes, Funch, he's on a 36-hour fast. Um, Does that say one just, just all liquid or something along he's, those yeah, lines? Yeah, he's, he's drinking okay. water, obviously. He said a little coffee, a little, uh, a little uh, Pepsi Zero, I think, was his soft drink of choice. Um, okay. that, that, that he is just going to go straight back into the bacon. This seems like I'm sure it's working. I've seen I haven't seen Chris in a couple of weeks, but yeah. I see pictures and he looks great. He he looks really really good. But I can't imagine that this is the best way to I'm gonna, re-enter I'm, the eating world. I'm waiting for him to write a book, right? <laughs> and it's like his journey of how he lost X amount of you know X amount of weight, and he's just gonna put in there just a lot of bacon. You just gotta have a lot of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a lot of suggestions, too. Hey, if it's working, uh, it's working. What are you going to yeah, do? Look, it looks, it looks great. I guess that's all that really matters along the way. We're still trying to come up with a, a name for our Funch segment that we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, we're getting some suggestions on Twitter. This is John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton. 15-minute crunch with Funch. I like that. It's like a that. workout. Yeah. Slee, you got anything that you like? Uh, here's the thing. The 15-minute crunch with Funch. Maybe because Funches actually looks like he's, you know, kind of in shape at the moment. Uh, it might work for him, but I don't think that would be like a segment. You'd be like, oh, that's perfect for Sliwa and Travis. You know what I mean? So I could see where that one's coming in. This is uh, this is what's leading the pack right now. Okay. ESPN LA put up uh, on Twitter, bunches of Funches, 38%. Funches before lunch, 29.8%. And then close. the bunch Funch, 19%. Kind of yeah. way behind there. So. There, could we add another one? Because this is, by the way, new Twitter name here. Always love seeing these. This is okay. from Eric Baldwin, and he, he writes, "Funch you." How that's about that? Yeah, I like that too. See? That's yeah, not bad right there. That's not bad. Not that all. one is kind of getting straight to the point. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. better than the dump. I love how you said it. last week. You're like, uh, it's called the dump, and then you're like, unless a sponsor comes in, we'll change it right away. We'll change. It, uh, <laughs> we'll get that thing out of there in no time. Like I said, I'm a bad guy. I am 100% willing to uh, to do that if the person comes in with a good deal. Win or is it over, Slate? This is what we've been talking about this morning. This is what we've been talking about with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. How about the Clippers? You know, there's a whole other side of this. that I Until I see LeBron James walking off the court with his head down and the confetti falling on the Phoenix floor or the Suns throwing a party in, in Staples Center, I, I just have a hard time picturing them losing. Sure. I, I really do. Even if they lose tonight, I'm still going to – I'll be worried, but I'm not going to be, oh, it's over. The Clippers are in a difference. If they lose again tonight at home to a team that's got a player like Luka Doncic on it, the Mavericks do, the Porzingis is healthy and he looks like he's playing pretty good basketball, I think that the Clippers are in a far more precarious situation than the Lakers are. 
Um, why, by the way, do we have the Clippers starting at 7.30 tonight and the Lakers no one cares. at 7? Because no one cares. <laughs> this is, you you would, know what? I, I would watch. I would, if Lakers weren't playing, I'd watch the Mavs and, and the Clippers game. Uh, of course we would, and I would too. But the point being is that if the schedule has to work out and they both have to play on the same day – the, By the, the way, the one's on, first of all, one's on NBA TNT. TV. I was going to say, NBA who's TV. on TNT, who's on NBA right. TV? Exactly one's on, right. uh, one's on uh, uh, Amazon, and the other one <laughs> is... Uh, the Lakers not- are such the 800-pound the, the elephant, right? They, 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 just the team that everybody wants to see. Even if you don't like the Lakers, they're the team that you want to see because you want to root against LeBron James if you're in one of those weird categories. Well, I, I heard um, a little bit earlier, I think it was on, uh, on Keyshawn, uh, J. Will, uh, Zubin and Travis. I'm throwing that Travis part real quick. They were they were talking about earlier what's more important for the Lakers to win, more important for the Clippers to win. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair. I mean, listen, nobody wants to walk away tonight saying the Lakers are down 0-2. Of course, nobody does. And you and I have said it. Look, if, if you're a championship squad and everybody keeps running their mouth about the Lakers, well, championship squads usually come out tonight and they handle business on the road against Phoenix. But let's just say hypothetically, Clippers down 0-2 or Lakers down 0-2. Um, we've seen LeBron do this before. We've seen one of the greatest to ever play the game down 3-1 in a series against the Golden State Warriors. Against ever. a 73-win team. Just a 73-win team that's you know completely, sta- <clears throat> completely stacked, and we've seen him come back. So I, I think there's something to what you said. I-, I made this analogy yesterday, and it's not apples to apples, but did you feel like when the Lakers lost to the Detroit Pistons in the, in- in the finals? I know it's not the same thing, but – with Similar. the Lakers down big in game five in Detroit, I still felt like they could still come back. You know, at halftime they were down, I, I want to say double digits. I can't, I can't remember the exact score. But until Kobe and Shaq were completely out of it, you never thought that they still don't have a shot. And I kind of feel the same way with LeBron. LeBron is one of those players, until it's until you see zeros, on the entire clock, and until it says four games for the opposing team, you feel like LeBron still has a chance. What makes you think, what has happened with the Clippers and, and even this Clippers team and this roster to make you think that, oh, no, they, they're they're good enough. They're going to come back. No, they've done this before. They haven't done anything to, to well, there's a, think there's that. Well, there's a couple of things going on. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all our guests appear on the Goodyear hotline. Two things. Number one, the team with the best player always has a chance. Right, the the team with the, and and that's the Lakers. That as good as DeAndre Ayton is, as good as Devin Booker is, and as good as Chris Paul can be when healthy, the best players in the series are both on the Lakers. If we were doing a draft to play and everybody's healthy and we're just going right. to play a series, the no first two names coming off are LeBron mm-hmm. and AD. Mm-hmm. So they have the best players. That's why you felt the way you felt with the the Lakers against the Pistons a million years ago because they had Shaq and Kobe. Yep. Right. They they, they had the two best players. That's why this Clipper thing feels so different. They don't have the best player. Luka's the best player. Right? I know Kawhi, Kawhi's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a great player. Paul George is a good player. Luka's the best player in this series, and, and he certainly looked like it early. So that's part one. And part two is this. I want to read you this quote. This is from Paul George in uh, Sports Illustrated. Okay. Talking about the pressure in this series, talking about the pressure of trying to go win a championship. Quote, we've got the same pressure as every team that's in this. Close quote. That is flat wrong. It's just wrong. There are exactly three teams that have different pressure than everybody else. The Lakers, the Brooklyn Nets, because they're favored to win it. They're the best teams, air Mm -hmm. quotes. And the L.A. Clippers, 
because the Clippers have a history of choking, and the Clippers gave away every asset they've ever had to go get that guy, to go get Paul George. They mortgaged their future in a way that very few professional teams ever do, to get him. They went and got him because the other guy wanted him. They go and do this to go out in the first round to blow 3-1 leads. I don't care how much money Steve Ballmer has. He's not doing this just to amuse himself. He wants to win. The pressure that, that on quote the says a lot. is massive. Yeah, but that, that quote says a lot. That quote is... Um, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm trying to run away a little bit from the pressure, right? Like I, sure. I'm, I'm pushing the pressure to the side. I'm convincing myself that hey, this isn't all on my back. This isn't just on the Clippers' back. Everybody has pressure in the playoffs, and I think instead of him saying, I'll just use this as an example. And you know, I, I think Paul George. It's interesting. PG seems like one of those players. I don't know if the guy has got. I don't know if he's just trying to be Mr. Nice Guy. Or he just got bad advice or something along those lines. But you almost wish PG would embrace the predicament in the situation. Well, listen, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on us. There should Not be. wired like that. There, there should be a lot of pressure on Look at this team. You know, we're yeah. stacked up and down the lineup. Look, look what we've done. Um, we, we have as good of a chance to win a championship as anybody else. You don't hear that from PG. You don't hear PG saying, yeah, I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to this playoff run. Because this playoff run... Uh, will be a lot different than it was last playoff run. He kind of shies away from all that stuff, and I don't know if this happened more when he was with the Clippers, but I don't feel like maybe he wasn't under a microscope like he was when he was in Indiana, but kind of surprised that, that he has that type of mental. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. That That is PG. Winners embrace the pressure and realize that it's going to be there and realize that it's going to affect their performance negatively or positively. Guys that are not winners try to pretend it's not there. No, 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 there's no, there's no monster in the closet. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. La, la, la. Fingers in the air. La, la, la. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's going to happen. Hoping that the monster goes away. The guy that wins says, yeah, I got to fight that guy, hmm. and I think I can beat him. That, when you try to tell yourself that it's not that, um, um, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a presentation. I'm going to be fine. It's, I mean, even if I don't blow the deal, we're still going to mm-hmm. He's that guy. Hmm. He's that guy. You don't hear – Guys say stuff. Magic Johnson would never say that. Kobe Bryant would never say that. Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, LeBron, they're never going to say there's no pressure. That we're, we're, you're, just real quick, real quick. Paul George believes that the pressure on the Clippers is the same as on the Memphis Grizzlies. You really believe that? That the pressure on the Clippers is the same pressure that's on listen, the Atlanta listen, Hawks. Valanchunas has a lot on his shoulders. Okay? Crazy. I don't want you to think he doesn't. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. And does the hate subside? That's next. Travis and Salee, 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. You ever ridden a motorcycle, Slee? Um, I uh, had a, took a motorcycle through Baja, California. <laughs> <laughs> On your way to Sturges? <laughs> I, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a one week trip. Just kind of get out there and just get some fresh air <laughs> by yourself. You camped in the desert, Dang, ate just, rattlesnakes over an open fire. Do whatever you got to do. Roll? Do whatever you got to do. <laughs> See, here's my thing. This I'm on a, a bike and I'm like, Oh Jesus, hold on to that pedal, buddy. Hold on. Um, I would love, I would love mm-hmm. to be a Harley guy. I think that that looks so much fun to me. Get on that bike. Have you ever? Have the, you ever? Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Take it over the hills in Santa Barbara, back to the oak trees, the rolling. You know, just that just seems so nice and pleasant sure. and fun to me. It will never happen because I am terrified of motorcycles. I know. I know. I've never been on a motorcycle. You see how big those things are. You see how fast they go. Have you seen me? Imagine my giant butt on a well, motorcycle. There are a lot of giant butts riding motorcycles, yeah. but not. Pe- but they know how to ride a motorcycle. That's I don't tr- know how to true. do it. Yeah, that I part's would, true. I'd, I'd have that thing down a ditch about three seconds after I drove it off the lot. No, in, I'd like uh, to. I just. Uh, I'm a coward. I'm in a biker club. I don't know if you know that about me. <laughs> you have the me. jacket. Yeah, I, have, I got the whole thing. I still wear my Letterman's jacket from high school. I'm like this jacket, right? <laughs> Funch, have you ever ridden a motorcycle? No, uh, no but I I, I, went, I went to Thailand and I crashed a scooter. <laughs> I fell off a scooter. So I didn't know how to ride. I didn't know how to drive are, it. By the way, this is such an intimidating show. Okay, Trav scooters. About, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, Trav it was like about, a Vespa scooter. Trav saying he'll never ride one. Me saying I'll fall off a bike, and then Funch is coming in with I rode a scooter yeah. and went down and went down. <laughs> We can make you some food. <laughs> we know how to do that. All right, Dodgers are back at it tonight. Off night yesterday. Uh, they're hot. They've won seven in a row. They've won Must 11, win. 12. I'm just kidding. Must win tonight, right, of course. I love throwing um, that word around. It's Well, it feels oddly appropriate with both the Lakers and the Clippers right now. Tonight, not a must win for the Dodgers. Here, here's, here's my thoughts. Yeah. When I see the Astros still, and I'm mm-hmm. wondering if this will fade over time, when I just see their, a cap, a T-shirt, a, much less a ball game featuring the Astros, I get irrationally angry right away. Just the, the presence of that gear, knowing what they did. A lot of those guys are gone. A lot of those guys have moved on to other teams. A lot of the guys that are on the Astros had nothing to do with what's going on. Did they? Did those guys, in an attempt to become world champions, an attempt to win the first ever World Series for the city of Houston and the Astros organization, did they do the exact opposite? Did they make themselves so unlikable and dishonest that they're synonymous with greasy, lying cheaters forever? Does that stick Forever and ever, because to me, kind of feels like it does. Well, here, here's the reality: I mean, the, the absolute truth is, um, this will never go away. It just won't. And for some, I'm, ta- these- I'm not talking about the guys, though, Slee. I'm talking about the organization. Ten years from now, all these guys are retired or gone. No one, none of these guys had anything to do. But you see that Astro jersey, you're like cheaters. 
Is it, that still going to be there? It will stay there, but it's going to haunt the players, I think, more than the organization. You know, I, I think the players, you'll just never, you're never going to look at Altuve and say, remember that year he had a really, really, oh my gosh, he had how many home runs? That, the only thing you're going to think about when you think of their main players, right, their main guys is... Altuve, Bregman, Correa, those guys. They cheated. That yeah. they, they, they cheated, and I, I don't think that's going to go away. I think it will come, the, the one thing that could happen, you got to have a, a genuine, I'm sorry. Maybe there's going to be down the road. Maybe I'll kind of late for that, right? Kind of little. We kind of missed the mark. Well, I'll tell you what. Even if they miss the mark, Altuve, let's just say in 10 years from now, does a 60 minutes interview and comes out clean. Does (laughs) comes out clean with everything and just basically says, "Listen, this is what happened. This is what I did. It's my responsibility. It's the worst mistake I've made in my life in my professional career." It's going to take something like that, and if that never happens, nothing's going to change because the taste in your mouth or the taste in just sports fans in general, right? This is not a, this is not just a Dodger thing. This is not just a Yankee thing. This was, of course, it is more for for those fan bases, but it's also just in general. It's a that's a, that's one of the sleaziest things that's ever been done in sports. That's not going to go anywhere, and nobody gave a genuine "I'm sorry." Everybody just kind of, well, you know, things happen. You know, whatever their excuses it, were. You know, you're right, and the players themselves, I think, are doomed because you they saw are the re- you you saw the reaction to their deal from the other players. Baseball is a little bit like the mafia; they don't talk about each other, right? They they may hate each other individually they, there may be rival families inside of baseball right the Dodgers and the Giants hate each other's guts the Red Sox and the and the Yankees hate each other's guts the Cubs but in, and a, the in a good way right like that's, in a, in that's a good the way. beauty even, that's the beauty of sports is that those those rivalries yes but even in sometimes a not so good way where we're going to throw it guys or we're going to do this that, that they'll handle their business internally right mm-hmm. they're they, they'll shoot up a restaurant to try to get each other but they don't go and go to the cops and say, those guys over there, bad guys. They police themselves. Mm -hmm. They police themselves. That's what happened here, right? These guys, when they got outed, players across Major League Baseball, almost without exception, are saying, no, man, no. no, Mm -hmm. That's no good. Think, go back to steroids. When the, the, the crop of steroid guys come up for eligibility, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, guys that are irrevocably linked to that era yep. and abusing those drugs. You talk to some of those guys that are in the Hall of Fame, they, they nope, I don't want them in here. Ne- never mind the voters, right? The voters are a little bit different. But I'm talking about the players in there. A lot of this, I don't want that guy here. He didn't earn it the way that I did. you got to think that those guys, because look, Jose Altuve may get there at some point. Alex Bregman might get there at some point. And they're going to be looked at as cheaters forever. And you just wonder, yeah, you, air quote, won the World Series. Was it worth it? Because no one thinks it's legitimate outside of your little municipality. No one thinks that you're the team that won the World Series that year. No one thinks that you're the reason that when Jose Altuve's home run off of uh, Aroldis Chapman, it ripped off baseball. You didn't win anything. You cheated, and everybody knows. I don't think it ever goes away. No, I don't think it goes away. And listen, look, look at us right now. Dodgers have a two-game set. Dodgers are a half game out of the best record in Major League Baseball. There's a lot of great storylines you can kind of take angles with the Dodgers. Look how great they're playing. They're missing so many of their good players. All that just comes to a halt. Who are they playing? Are they playing the Astros? Right. Let's talk about the Astros. You know, like, th- there is something about that, and I don't think that's going to change much a year from now. I don't think that's going to change. I, listen, 
it might get quieter, but you're never going to forget it. You're never going to sweep it under the rug. And I think that's going to stay with the organization. will stay with the players. It's not going anywhere. The good news is for the Dodgers, and the bad news is for everybody else in baseball, they look a whole hell of a lot like the Dodgers again, and they're doing it without their guys. Corey Seager's still the better part of a month away. Cody Bellinger hasn't played all season, basically. I know he played Are we still in the, this upcoming weekend, the, the like three weekends in a row of this upcoming weekend? What do you for mean? For Bellinger? I think yeah, you were telling I, me last I, week. Yeah. In, in, until I see him on the field, I just assume he's not coming. Mm-hmm. Right? When, when they say Cody Bellinger's playing center field tonight, cool. Can't wait. Love Cody <laughs> Bellinger. Great player. But, the, the well, he's getting closer. I don't care. Let, let me know when he's ready to go. Sure, sure. And I'll pay attention. Mookie didn't play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Justin Turner, who was the one guy that was kind of hot early, isn't right now. Will Smith is heated up a little bit. But they're still rolling people without their three best players. That is that is a really alarming sign for the rest of baseball that the Dodgers can win without Seager, Bellinger. And, and, and Mookie's been a little bit better of late, but Mookie has not been anywhere near what he was a year ago. And that's them, Trav. That's them even going through that stretch run where they were awful, right? I mean, they had, what was it, 20? They lost. They went five, five and fifteen, and 15 20 something games. along those lines. So yeah. even with all that, like I said, I mean, here they are, kind of sitting in a position where it's tough to really talk too much about the Dodgers. It's almost like what Lakers in the regular season. Mm-hmm. You're just like, okay, the regular season is. I don't want to say it's in the way. I'm not saying it's not important, but really, all the regular season is. Um, it, it's going to just prep them for what everybody's waiting for. This isn't. You know, this isn't a team that's, will this team make the playoffs? Will it not make the playoffs? The regular season is going to be important for the Dodgers. It's like you're just going through this process. But with all kind of some of these ups and downs, half game from the best record in Major League Baseball. Pay attention, aspiring baseball coaches. And I'm going to give this advice free to the team down the road in Anaheim because they got a bunch of guys that can swing the bats. They they, They score runs. Pitching matters. It, it is arguably Unbelievable, the huh? only thing that matters. The reason the Dodgers are winning without Bellinger, Betts, and Seager, and all these other guys being cold is because they have 33 they're... starting pitchers. Kershaw, Bauer, Urias, Bueller. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Good, good luck beating me over and over and over again with those guys. Whereas you roll out whoever the Angels got, got Bundy. and they It looks like Cannon the Angels have learned from Heaney. their mistakes over the years, huh? Oh, my goodness. How many times are we going to see the same five mm-hmm. guys? They're all different guys, but they're the same five guys. They're On their best day, they're average. On their normal days, they're less than that. They're buried by the end of the second month of the season. Pitching matters, and the Dodgers have more of it than any buddy else and and it you just you, you, there's there's absolutely no replacement to it here's what we're going to do next lee you have a list of the greatest moments your greatest moments in clipper history yes i'm excited to hear yeah. what this is yeah, yeah. because i can't come up with a single one oh we'll I, three next. instantly came up <laughs> travis and slee 710 espn robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Speaking of, Slee, do you have any lunch plans? It doesn't make me hungry for lunch. By the way, it does not make me hungry for lunch. The word. Just it's like a Pavlovian. You hear it, and I'm I'm ready to go. You want to do this last half hour by yourself? I could start whipping something together for myself. Yeah, get out of here, bro. I, I got this. Um, <laughs> Doesn't work. Funches like that, and right? I got it. Funches uh-huh. and I got it. 
We're still getting some suggestions on the uh, Funch segment. The bunches of Funches, the Funch Bunch, or whatever it is. Some of them we can read, some of them we can't. So we'll uh, I, we'll continue I, to go through. Some those. people got dirty minds out there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. That's why I was like, Trav, I got a couple more here. You're like, why don't you read them? I'm like, no, we're good. We're good. We'll just <laughs> we'll keep, that there. keep that in the feed. I, I thought of something real quick. I want to get to your greatest moments in Clipper history, so I'll make sure I'll leave you eight seconds to do that at the end of the segment because that's about what it's. I need fifteen take. seconds. I need fifteen <laughs> seconds. I, it hit me during the break. You know what the Astros are? You know, because I, I was looking through Twitter, too, and I was seeing some responses like, oh, you know, big crybabies, get over it type of thing. That's fine. Here's what you did, Clippers. Or, I think I have Clippers on the mind. Always Astros. You're the guy that cheated on his wife, and everyone knows. Your wife's friends know. Hmm. Your friends know. Everybody at work knows. Everybody knows you did it. And your your explanation for it is, Hey man, she was wild. She was she was hot. I mean, I, I mean, what what? I mean, no one else has made a mistake. That's fine. I'm not saying no one else has made a mistake. What I'm saying is, for the rest of your life, everywhere you go, people are looking at you like, yeah, yeah that guy's kind of a scumbag. That's a pretty. That's bad a guy. good analogy. That's, that's a good a analogy because that's the guy with no mm-hmm. morality, with mm-hmm. no compass, with no soul. That's the guy over there that just did. Because I'm not saying you can't make a mistake, but you got to kind of own it. Your response can't be, dude. She was wild. That's a bad response. Uh, it takes two to tango. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something stupid like that. But that's actually that, that's a that's a good analogy because I, I told you this. I said that the only way I think that either of these players or even the organization, you got to have like a real genuine apology. You got to first admit the mistake that you made. And then you got to talk about how it's basically ruined your life. That nobody looks at you the same way they used to. Nobody trusts you. You gotta, you gotta actually be genuine about you know being sorry. And I know that maybe for those who are sitting there saying, "Trav, that's the analogy that you're going to use." I get it. I think that's actually yeah. a fair one. I think that that you know obviously makes a little bit of sense. It's not just that it happened; it's that everybody knows that it happened. That's a little different along the way. All right. The greatest moments in Clipper history. Is we there might some be music? adding another chapter. Funch, we might be we adding have, another chapter. Can we chapter get like I don't know? Is there inspirational music that we could get in the background? We'll, Top we'll look three for Clipper some. moments. Okay. I, I I have a suggestion. Google Yakety Sax and put that underneath <laughs> it because I think that will be just uh, a, a perfect accompaniment. Okay. Top for your three sentences. Clipper moments um, for me. Okay. You said this. You actually told me. You said, "Why don't you come up with two? Uh, can you come up with your top two Clipper moments?" I said, two. Mm-hmm. I got three. I said, don't don't try to cut me short here on two. I uh-huh. got three of them. Okay, th- this is the first one that comes to mind. Hit me. Do you guys remember back March 6th, 2000? Does that ring a bell at all? No. Shaquille O'Neal's birthday. Lakers are playing the Clippers on Shaquille O'Neal's birthday, and it's a Clippers home game, okay? Shaq asked the Clippers – for extra tickets for his family because it's his birthday. Clippers say no. (laughs) Shaq takes it personal, drops 61 on the Clippers. (laughs) Okay? Drops 61 on the Clippers. And on top of all that, that's a game where uh, Shaq is, I think, running a fast break after a rebound, throws a lob up to Kobe. I mean, it was literally one of the best regular season games I've ever watched <laughs> because the Clippers told Shaq no on extra tickets. You've been to a Clippers game, Trav. Yeah. There are plenty of, plenty of seats out there. Seats available, especially There's, You know what's also funny, too? A lot of Laker jerseys at the Clipper games. A lot? Mo- mostly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. 
Of course. I mean, there's, there's, this happens in every market. Okay, so that's number three on my list. Number two on my list. Tell me if you remember this. 2015. Clippers and the Houston Rockets. Clippers up three games to two in the series. This is the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Kevin McHale is a coach of the Houston Rockets. They're up 19 in the second half. Houston decides to sit James Harden, <laughs> Corey Brewer, uh, Josh Smith. Uh, who else am I missing here, Funches? I think uh, well, the, the greatest scorers of all time. Josh. All Smith, I remember Corey is Brewer. Josh Smith just killing yeah. him in, Jason, in Brewer too. Jason Terry. Okay. Yeah. Rockets come back. From 19 down, they win by double digits. <laughs> they end up winning the series four games to three. Clippers never get to the Western Conference Finals. And then, of course, who will forget? The number one greatest Clippers moment. We don't got to go further than last year. Clippers up three games to one on the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Lou Williams, uh, or not even Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly running his mouth. All these guys running their mouth, kind of disrespecting other players around the league. Remember they were doing that to Damian Lillard in yep. the playing tournament? Mm-hmm. They're up three games to one. They're up double digits in three straight games. All anybody's talking about is the Lakers and the Clippers playing each other in the Western Conference Finals, and the Clippers blow all three games. That, my friends, is the number one Clippers moment in our top three Clipper moments. I told you, I got three. I told you, those I have are three. good. Those are very good. I, I I'd like to throw in three of my own very quickly. I don't remember them in quite as uh, vivid detail as you do, Slee, but they were important moments. Number one. Wait, um, could, I, could I just say this? You yeah. know how bad the last one was? The last one that I just mentioned? Yeah. You know I do um, do the post-game show, right? Yes. When the post-game show ends on 710, I do another post-game show for YouTube. I've, I've had this Lakers channel on YouTube for a few years, so I always do like a abbreviated version, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Clippers lost to the Nuggets. I did a Nuggets post-game show. <laughs> I did a Denver Nuggets deal. post-game show, and uh, every Laker fan thought it was the greatest thing. I thought it was the greatest thing. I don't know if they It's not it. bad. It's not bad. I, I will give you full credit for that one. Um, Number one for me, I'm just going to go one through three. I'm going to go one and then to no, the other number one and then to the third number one because they're all tied for first. Okay. V. Stiviano sitting down with Barbara Walters on TV. And and discussing her relationship while wearing a goalie's oh mask. Oh my god! What was uh, going talking on? about the what was Donald Sterling's nickname for her? Like Bunny or something? Uh, little Rabbit, Silly Little Rabbit, something. Like silly Rabbit, yeah, Silly Rabbit. That's what it was. Silly yeah, Rabbit, yeah, like silly the rabbit. cartoon Bunny from the sure. Tricks box. Sure, that's one. Um, Paul George destroying multiple NBA backboards in the playoffs last year. That was great <laughs> when he was uncorking screwballs off the side of the rim. That's, you, know you're, you know you're not feeling any pressure at all when your shot comes out of your hand and it's spinning like a globe. This is one of the great shooters of his generation. Right? Paul George can shoot it. Except you, for when you really except you when you really the ball on your finger or are you right. taking a jumper? It, and it hit the backboard and I believe ricocheted into the ninth row uh, of Staples Center. So that that one. And then, of course, who could ever forget the uh, unbelievable time when Donald Sterling was calling his own player, Baron Davis, fat from the front row. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he was destroying his own guy for being overweight during the game in the front row. Those all tie for first for me. You mentioned <laughs> – t- tell me your story about Oluwakandi. Oh, so yeah, we were talking about uh, fun. We were talking about during the break, and Funch says them drafting Michael Olocandy with the number one overall pick a million years ago. Um, and they did. 
Michael Olacandy went to University of Pacific, which mm-hmm. at the time he was a, a student athlete there, was in the Big West. I was attending the University of California, Santa Barbara. At the same time, Olacandy was at Pacific, also in the Big what West. What percentage were you sober at UCSB? Just give me a ballpark percentage. Well, most of the time. I mean, it's, it's more, more than 50%. It's 20%. It it's not look, bad. I uh, have a, a diploma on my wall from a very prestigious university. That's where we can just leave that. It and, does and not have on. your name on it, but there's a diploma <laughs> No, it there. does. I, it's, it's, you, can, you can Google it, and it's right there. <laughs> I graduated. I have a degree, and we'll just leave it at that. Um, but so I would see Michael Olacandy come into the Thunderdome to play against the Gauchos. And you're hearing at the same time, you know who might be the number one overall pick? <laughs> Michael Olacandy. And I'm thinking, there's two guys named Michael Olowakandy? Really? That's what I Has that, anyone come to this gym that, and looked at this yeah, dude before that, they're going to pick him number one? That, that's a really unusual name. I can't believe there are two of these guys because Pacific has a Michael Olowakandy too. That, that, there's, wait, him? They're going to take him with the first pick? Oh, UCSB, their center at the time, I, I, forgive me, I don't remember. His name was probably 6'9 or 6'10 was handing it to Michael Olowakandy, <laughs> just absolutely handing it to him. And I'm thinking, wait, I know that the Gaucho Center is not going to go play in the NBA. I know that for a fact. You're telling me that this guy is going to be the number one overall pick? And it sure as you know what, he was the number one oh, overall man. pick. And it, it was exactly as bad as everybody thought it was going to be. He was huge. He was a massive guy. You want me to name a couple players in that draft? Hit me. All right, Mike Bibby went two. Antoine Jameson went four. Okay. Vince Carter went five. Pretty good player. Oof, that one hurts. <laughs> Got a couple more that hurt. Dirk went ninth. Ugh. Good player. Pretty good. Paul Pierce went tenth. Oh. Also good. Who else we got here? I mean, just where did the UCSB center go? Richard Lewis went thirty second. <laughs> Richard Lewis was a nice player. Ugh. UCSB. Oh, I missed him. He went third. <laughs> <laughs> just 60th yeah. pick was it was he Rafe LaFrance if he wasn't Rafe LaFrance then <laughs> this 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 big. should be a new segment where we talk about our favorite moment in Clipper history this should be something we do for 45 minutes that's not easy every that, single to, day to, to come up with more content like what we just did I, I felt like that's that's the best we're going to be able to do big game tonight Trav big game tonight Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it bigger for I, – I, I would argue I think it's a bigger game for the Suns than it is for the Lakers because if the Suns can win this game tonight, they're in really good shape. I'm not saying it's over, but they're in really good shape. If the Lakers win tonight, doesn't it feel like it's – oh, yeah, Lakers are good. I don't, and, I don't, and maybe it's just because I'm a Laker fan, but it just feels to me if the Lakers win tonight, it's going to feel a lot like, ah, oh, this is the – the universe has righted itself. Here we go. I, I would say this. I would say that, look, the, the Suns – 
they had a great regular season. I'd be surprised. I mean, if even if Lakers started the series 2-0, I'd be a little surprised, right? Like you would think, okay, Phoenix is going to take one of these first two games. I think that's the same thing with the Lakers. Even though Lakers, they're uh, they really haven't built much momentum over the last couple of months. You still don't know what you're going to get on a night in, night out basis. I, I listen. I'd be surprised if it's 2-0. I really think 1-1 sounds about right in a series like this, where you know the Lakers, they're not the seventh seed because they're not good enough. They're the seventh seed because they had all the injuries. That feels a little revisionist for, for the simple reason that coming into this, I think everybody thought that the Lakers not only were the favorites, they were the heavy favorites. Had the Lakers gone in there and won 2-0, here's what we'd all be saying. This is exactly what we were playing for. Mm-hmm. This is exactly the plan, and it's working. That Who cares about a Tuesday night game in January against the Portland Trailblazers? These are the ones that matter. Our guys are here to go. They won the game. Let's kick these guys to the curb. Let's move to the second round. Let's go win another championship. I it's do, only the yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say I, I do think, with all that being said, and all the chatter that's gone on in this last forty-eight hours, I, I do think they take care of business tonight. I really do. I, I mean, do too. I, I, I said this. I thought the Lakers would handle the Warriors. They didn't. They won, but they didn't win anywhere near the way I thought they would win. I thought that first game in Phoenix was going to be okay. I, I don't really know what to expect. Kind of a feel-out game, I guess you could say. But game two. I don't know. I, I I don't know how to really look at this game and think that the Lakers are going to lose the first two games to the Phoenix Suns. That that's a tough one to believe. It could happen, but you know you just expect this Lakers team with LeBron and AD to handle business. All right, let me put it to you this way: not what you think the people will say. Okay, where do you place the blame if the Lakers lose this series? Mm-hmm. Why is it just look bad luck? AD wasn't healthy. LeBron wasn't healthy. Pieces never fit together. No, it's really nobody's fault. They just weren't as good as we thought they are. Or did somebody blow this to get this in that situation? I, I don't think anybody will have blown it. You you said something a little bit earlier in the show. You said, listen, this is part of sports. Sometimes you just have years like this, right? Like mm-hmm. Nothing has gone right for the Lakers this year. It's not like we could sit here and say, oh, everything's going perfect. Everyone's been healthy. There's been great rhythm. Every offseason acquisition they made is fitting perfect. Like, we cannot have that conversation about the Lakers. So I, I don't think it would be uh, you can put the blame on one specific person. But I will tell you the chatter that I've heard a lot from doing, you know, the, the pre's, the posts, these shows that we do. A lot of Laker fans, I think, make the case of if it doesn't work out, why did you change the roster so much from last championship to this cha- or to this finals run or this championship run? That that'd be the one thing that I think will, there'll be a lot of question marks about what the front office did if it didn't work out. Even though I did think when it initially happened that it was those were the right moves to make. That is a very thoughtful, nuanced, and introspective answer. The fact of the matter is, you know, they're going to blame LeBron. That's 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 where it's going to go because you think that's they would? I, I don't think they yeah, would. I do. I, I just, I mean, they should. What we talked about before with Steph. Steph gets MVP praise for almost making the playoffs. <laughs> LeBron doesn't make the the, the NBA Finals, uh, and he's looked at like a loser. It's just the most ridiculous double standard I've ever seen in sports, and it it will. It, there's no reason to think it's going to stop. It is the last segment of our show, which yes, means sir. it's the dump coming up next. Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. All right, let's get right to it, Slee, because. This is a big story probably everywhere other than Los Angeles because we have a quarterback that I think everybody's pretty happy to have, and that, of course, is Matt Stafford after Mm -hmm. dumping Jared Goff on the Detroit Lions. But Aaron Rodgers is kind of quasi-available. He was on SportsCenter last night talking about why he is unhappy in Green Bay. It's never been about about the draft pick, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid, a lot of fun to, to work together. 
Uh, I love the coaching staff, love my teammates, you know, love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy, uh, you know, and, and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about, it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. Yeah, Chad, am, I miss, am I missing something here? Why? What is it about? What has Aaron Rodgers done to um, not be the quarterback and kind of the the player that they focus and pay all their attention to? What, what am I missing in this whole mix? Yeah, that's a great question, and I don't have an answer to that. I think the reason that the Packers are probably frustrated with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to use the code word. We all know what it really means. He's sensitive. Mm-hmm. Right. He's in, in other words, the entire universe has to revolve around him. And if he feels that it didn't, he gets very upset. And that's what happened. They drafted Jordan Love and he said, oh, oh, OK, watch this. And he went out there and put up an MVP year. And now he's going to leave them absolutely nowhere by refusing to come in and play. Because Jordan Love isn't ready to play. Mm-hmm. Packers have a championship caliber team potentially. Don't you accommodate? Just, I mean, you don't get many opportunities. I would. Quarterbacks like this, you accommodate to him. It's I, not like, I would. It's not like we're looking at the Packers last year and saying, oh, that team was 4-12 and 12 or something. No, they were, they were right there. Get another chance a, to, to get to the Super Bowl. It was a terrible, terrible decision on their part. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible decision to draft a quarterback without – at least looping him in to some sure. degree. But Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that even even if you are trying to set everything up for him, you need to keep constantly around, I love you. Hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to go to the store, but don't forget I love you. I'll call you when I get there and tell you I love you. He's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He, he just he needs to be told. And But to your point, he's pretty damn awesome, so why wouldn't you call him and tell him that you love him? All right, it was this day. Here, how about this? May 25th, 1977, and... May 25th, 1983, the two different Star Wars movies came out. The original Mm -hmm. Star Wars, which it was called at the time, and The Return of the Jedi came out to the day six years later. Star Wars, yay or nay? Uh, with all the posters we talked about, I told you I had a Vlade Divac poster and then all Star Wars (laughs) after that. It was Vlade and Star Wars. Who's your favorite character, Sliwa? Let me tell you something. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be completely. Re- I am not a Star Wars guy. Not a Star Wars guy, Zell. The the only one I saw. I want to say Return of the Jedi is the only one that. Well, no, that was when I was. Those are, the Return of the Jedi was the one with the uh, Ewoks running around in the forest that looked like teddy bears. That um, was not a great one. Okay, what, what's the that what's your favorite What's your favorite one? The second one, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Empire Back. Strikes Back. That's a good one because that's actually a, it has one of the great reveals in movie history mm-hmm. with Darth Vader as Luke Skywalker's father. Nobody saw that one coming. That was great. I'm in. I still watch them. I don't put on a costume and go when I stand in line to do all of these things. But Hard to believe yeah, that with I'll that Chibu- Chub- 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 Chewbacca sound. Wear your costume. Get on a motorcycle. Go down to Baja, California. Slee, I really hope we're in a good mood tomorrow morning. Check out the podcast. You know where to find it. You can do all of that. We're going to be Lakers back by seven. tomorrow morning, Lakers 855. By seven. What Slee said. We'll see you there. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.